welcome to Elvet Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elvet Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in today's new episode where we talk with Jordan Kentritz. Jordan is the founder and owner of A Good Day, a boutique design firm that creates one-of-a-kind stationery, establishing unique brands for each and every event. A user experience designer, Jordan regularly works with creatives on digital projects to ensure they are capturing their brand's essence. He loves utilizing unconventional materials because he believes that touch can play a key role in a guest's experience. Jordan has been designing stationery for almost six years and has been in the advertising space for over 13, working with major brands like Pepsi, Visa, Toyota and Mercedes. His wedding designs have been featured in Ruffles, Martha Stewart Wedding, Style Me Pretty, Wedlocks and many more. In this episode, meet Jordan and learn all about branding for your wedding day. Stick to the end to hear his experience with a big Greek destination wedding and his advice for your wedding in Greece. Uh, hello, Jordan. How are you? We're so happy to have you on our podcast. Um, I believe you're, you are from Canada, right? Yes. Amazing. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do and a little bit about your story? How did you get into this business? Yeah. Um, so I run uh, A Good Day. Uh, we're a boutique design firm that creates one-of-a-kind stationery. Mm-hmm. And one of our focuses is actually creating unique brands for each and every event. Um, mm-hmm. My background's actually in user experience design, so uh, working on like end-to-end uh, customer journeys uh, on mm-hmm. in advertising and research, uh, and kind of have loved paper since childhood. So it was a nice way of marrying both my worlds. <laughs> wow, amazing! So you are dealing more with the stationery, uh, or yes. what exactly? Yeah, um, so the majority of our, our touch points uh, for social events is stationary, um, mm-hmm. but we're also working uh, a lot with couples on building their kind of wedding websites, but then taking oh, that kind wow. of overall look and how does it translate into the day from like a guest experience yeah. perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. So can you tell us a little bit what led you to your current career path? How did you get to wedding stationery and wedding website designs. Yeah, uh, so I actually have been doing website design for uh, probably like 17 or 18 years. Um, wow. Uh, and have been kind of dabbling in a bunch of different things, but uh, I used to do a lot of art growing up and mm-hmm. have been working, like working on the computer all day. I really mm-hmm. missed working with my hands. And then about six oh, yeah. years ago, my brother was getting married and I was like, let me help you with your wedding invitations. I'd never done it before. I'd never <laughs> kind of done whatever, but I was like, I wanna, this is my gift to you. I want to to come up with something. And they they let me kind of go wild. And it was my first like big taste at it. Uh, there were, uh, it was a, a, a traditional Greek wedding. Um, so uh, our background's Greek and my brother's wife is also Greek. So it was like a, a real Greek wedding. Um, Amazing. And, yeah. So there was uh, 
over 350 guests. I printed 175 mm -hmm. invitations. So it mm -hmm. was like my first, my first like dabbling in it, but I just loved it. Um, I learned to oh print letterpress and foil and laser cut. Uh, it was a four piece suite. So I was just like, I went mm -hmm. crazy. I printed over a thousand pieces for the wedding. So <laughs> oh, wow. that's such a great experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and to be your first wedding, to be a Greek one, that's amazing. I know. <laughs> Well time. There's many <laughs> Greek Canadians also here in Greece living and coming and going. So oh, yes. I think you're going to find a very big um, community here. Um, so what would you say that inspires you in your business and your daily life? I, I like to pull a lot of inspiration from kind of my, my family and my, my passions in art, fashion, uh, film. I do watch a lot of movies in <laughs> uh, theater. Like I like to pull references from outside of more traditional design mm -hmm. theater sometimes because like those are the things that we all love. So um, mm -hmm. there are what I would consider a hobby, but I also just can appreciate and enjoy details in, in a jacket and be like, how can I integrate that leather detail in a piece of stationery? Yeah, absolutely. I think you are actually not. I think for sure you are our first uh, stationaire, stationaire, stationaire. How do you? What, what do you? We yeah. call it? <laughs> invitation designer. There you go. Yeah. Um, that we have on the podcast. So that's very exciting for us and for okay. me personally. Yeah, and I know that many brides um, uh, order stationery from their own countries or. Actually, it doesn't matter where in the world they are, but usually, you know, it's uh, easier for them to order um, stationery where they are based and then have their destination wedding, let's say, in Greece or somewhere else. Mm. But um, do you have such experience with some brides from destination, from uh, uh, Canada that came to Greece for their destination wedding? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. And how do you handle this? Like, they come to you and they tell you the details and how yeah. does this usually work? Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a real collaborative process. Um, mm -hmm. The couples that are seeking me out in Canada who do have destination, um, mm -hmm. I usually work with them to understand what the overall vision is, what extra details mm -hmm. we need to account for, especially because there is a lot more travel involved. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also love finding ways to incorporate of the special things about you know Greece in this instance like what can we translate about Greece in the invitation suite and what can we give guests as you know backgrounders and information that they can get that they're going to want to get them really excited about coming so we can do mm -hmm. extra things like uh, you know uh, custom brochures or pamphlets or itineraries like all the little extras that you can can give that will set your guests up for kind of enjoyment and success to come uh, to your mm -hmm. trip to me is the stuff that I really love to do. And then the other thing is working with the local planners that are going to be working in the destination. I love working with them to understand, you know, where I can support them um, so Absolutely. that we can kind of create a full cohesive look. Um, and knowing things like transit timing in, in the mail might take a little yeah. bit longer. It helps me understand, you know, what is due when and where I can get things out ahead of time so that you know, mm -hmm. we're not scrambling at the last minute when the postal mm -hmm. service is slow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially in Greece, usually it takes longer yes. for things to arrive. <laughs> yeah, and if you have to go to the islands, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any story like that? 
Yeah, well, there was a lot of coordinating um, for uh, one event we worked on. The bigger islands I find it are easier, but um, mm -hmm. my dad's actually from a really small island in the Vatikanis, um, just off outside of uh, near Kos. And like, that's a, like a plane, a plane, a ferry, to like get there. Yeah. So it was like a lot of yeah. coordinating whenever we would bring anything there. So, I mean, you just have to account for that time. And again, working with mm -hmm. the local um, kind of resources can really mm -hmm. be a, a, a big kind of support in there. Um, I find yeah. when couples are planning all of it on their own, there are a lot of things they may not realize, especially if they're not local to that economy. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas I understand the value of it, but for me, I, I really strongly believe in finding that trusted kind of support and resource in the economy that they're going to be kind of working in and traveling in. Uh, because you guys know the the rules and you guys know the watch outs yeah. and like, you know, what we would normally do here in, in Toronto, like I can hop on a, a train or a bus at, at a certain time and I know it's going to be there, but I've found with, with Greece, like the ferry only operates a couple times a day sometimes. So you really have to catch the right window. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, to get to the next thing. So that kind of planning is really kind of things that you need to factor into all of that. Yeah. And especially if it's uh, the wedding is off season, oh, like yes. some islands literally shut down for the winter. Yes. So there is maybe only one ferry every now and then. So what do you suggest to the brides to do in this case? Like, should they order ascensionary way in front or how is your usually what is your suggestion to the brides with destination couples specifically i definitely recommend ordering as much in advance as possible mm -hmm. um but then also as much as it kind of like pains me not to have uh super personalized day of details if that stuff is going to mm -hmm. be changing at the last minute the odds that mm -hmm. it's going to be able to make it in time diminish if it's like a week before the wedding and I have to try and get something there. To me, that's a bit yeah. of a concern as to, I, I can't guarantee that it's going to arrive on time. Like the postal mm -hmm. service doesn't guarantee, especially as you get further and further into more remote kind of destinations. Um, so in that case, I would look to, you know, how can we wrap things up, uh, you know, two or three weeks ahead of time so that mm -hmm. it may not have the final guest names on it, or we print where, we assume the guests are going to arrive. And if they don't arrive, you just have extra pieces. Like you can kind of account for things that way. Um, but if things are kind of in flux um, up until the wedding, then I usually mm -hmm. try and kind of steer away from the super personalized uh, details so that, you know, everyone can kind of plan accordingly. The other thing is for the couples that are traveling who are more local uh, to me or, or like in the US, for example, I can mail things mm -hmm. to them before and they can bring it all with them when they come uh, to Greece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then they know and they also, have everything ahead of time and it's all mm -hmm. kind of protected. Yeah, and also if there's like a bride from USA or Canada that wants to get married in Greece, like um, they can ship, I mean, you can ship it to her and then she ships yes. uh, the invitations and all of these things, you know, to her friends yes. and family that might be all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Many weddings happen like that, yeah. So um, what would you say was your best experience as a stationer? Um, I worked on a, a really amazing wedding a few years back. 
Um, actually, it was in Greece. Um, and I was able to come out. Uh, I happened to be visiting family at the time. So I happened to be like, it was some <laughs> miracle that I was in the country at the time. But I was able wow. to go and help set up uh, the stationery. But with the couple, it was just, it was in Santorini. And to me, it's one of my favorites, just the view. <laughs> like just getting married yeah. with the, the sunset and overlooking the caldera and like just the little oh, bits yeah. there it was just like mm -hmm. such a magical thing to see my pieces in person in Greece it was just like oh it just warmed my heart <laughs> I'm getting chills I'm that's just like, so amazing yeah. <laughs> that's so amazing yes Santorini is absolutely beautiful and the sunset there is magical <laughs> I didn't believe it myself oh I know I was like is. I can't <laughs> like it, the Pictures don't even do it justice, which is just shocking. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's just, you get enveloped in this light and you're like, I have no idea the sun could even look like this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, what, do, what, do you, what would you say, what are the trends, some of the trends that are picking up in the world of stationery and invitations? Um, I'm seeing a couple different things. So acrylic um, is still quite big uh -huh. for a lot of my couples. Um, yeah, and for me, it's finding different ways of using acrylic that I love, kind of pushing the envelope with. So, not necessarily just clear mm -hmm. acrylic. There is colored and mirrored acrylic that you can do some amazing mm -hmm. things with. Um, and with those kind of pieces, I like to personalize them as much as I can uh -huh. uh, because they uh -huh. are laser kind of engraved. We get a little bit mm -hmm. more flexibility in there, so we can do things like place cards or menus that have the guest names on them. And for me, that's really kind of exciting because it's a bit of a keepsake uh, for the guest. Mm -hmm. It has their their kind of, their stamp essentially, yeah. uh, but it also kind of ties into the overall brand of the event and what that couple wants to kind of get through because it is like a, a super luxe feeling, but it's something mm -hmm. that's, it's so different feeling from paper. So acrylic is one of the bigger trends. Uh, and then as I kind mm -hmm. of touched on, personalization is another one that I'm seeing a lot more. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, including the guest name on a lot of things, but it's also like including maybe their personalized menu or in the case of an itinerary, really detailing their itinerary because we would normally, mm -hmm. we, know, we know when they're going to be traveling. So, you know, you're going to be arriving on this day and you're going to be staying at this hotel. Um, and, you know, there's a welcome party at this time at night, like those kind of things, the more details we can provide in there, mm -hmm. it creates an elevated experience, like an elevated experience for the guests, but it's really something they're going to want to have and remember and get excited about the event for that to me is like some of the potential. Yeah, absolutely. And do you see a lot of uh, like, uh, lately we're having here a little bit of a trend of a wedding week. Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you see some of this? And what do the usually brides that have a wedding week uh, order from you? Like a full menu list or <laughs> a full itinerary of the week? Or how do, how do, what do you do for that? Yeah, so when we do have events with multi-day, um, I typically like to include uh, an itinerary in the invitation. And that's just a broader level, mm -hmm. you know, timing, this time of night, this, you know, lunch the next day, rehearsal. And for me, the, the really cool thing is you can actually, and we have done it in the past, we've personalized these for different groups of the family. So sometimes with immediate family, you may have a private lunch that not all you know, 50 or 60 or 40 guests are coming to. 
So then we might yeah, include that's an additional a really good layer idea. in there to just have those extra pieces. Um, mm -hmm. Having um, those kind of branded pieces at each event can really bring everything in. So if there is a kind of a simple menu for the rehearsal evening that looks like that event, but also has the monogram on it, that is the monogram that's carried through all the branded pieces. So for me, there's a mm -hmm. lot of different touch points in there. Um, we do some really cool welcome bags uh, for guests that are coming that are more destination based. So when they're checking into the hotel, mm -hmm. it's a fully branded uh, kind of package that guests receive. And that's like curated things that are kind of represented representations of the local kind of economy. Mm -hmm. um, so like, mm -hmm. you know, Greek honey and things that they're going to want to have yeah. on there. Um, but it's also like including local traditions, but also uh, sites to see. Um, and things that the couple loves about Greece. So like, why did they pick Greece? Mm -hmm. Giving a little bit of background in there really makes it a lot of fun when the guests check into their hotels and get to mm -hmm. experience what the next three or four days are gonna be like. Um, so the more we can give that background and those kind of high touch elements, um, I found a lot of success for the guests that get to experience that because they just love everything that they go and do has another element inside of it. Yeah, absolutely. And before when you said about uh, branding of the wedding or of the couple's brand, uh, do you help brides with this decision? Like, should they have like, a, I don't know, monogram or a special kind of a logo or something? Um, we do a lot of branding for our clients. Um, so that is yeah. like, you know, monograms to logos to custom wedding websites. Um, we do things like, you know, uh, like the welcome packages, all those kind of details, which kind of sometimes sit outside of what people consider a stationer to be able to do because curation of yes. gifts is not something that a lot of them do. But for us, we found that it really helps elevate the guest experience, which is something that we were really kind of big advocates of. Um, but then it's mm -hmm. also working with the, uh, the, the planner and the design team to understand, you know, if we're doing any, um, you know, vinyl details or custom lights or even a mm -hmm. custom cocktail, I'll design the, the, the print that might go on top of that. So that little things like that, mm -hmm. um, where the couple may not always realize that, but when I'm working or when I can work with the, the team working on the design, we can come up with some really great ideas that I can propose. Um, that can sit outside again, what people typically consider stationary. Um, so we, we touch a yeah, lot of Yeah, absolutely. Those. Yeah. And how does it, uh, how does the process with the bride usually work? I mean, how does it look like when the bride contacts you and what do they usually ask for? Um, and then how does the process develop from there? So for me, it, it comes one of two ways. Um, the first way is when a, a couple comes directly to me. Um, and that is typically, uh, I like to onboard my clients in a way that we really get to know each other. So I love hearing about the yeah. event, but I also want to understand, you know, who they are as a couple, what makes them excited? Mm -hmm. Why did they pick Greece, for example, if that's where they're going, you know, what, mm -hmm. what did they love about it? Mm -hmm. What drew them to it? Where have they visited? You know, where are they going to be for all the events? Like all those little details are things we want to mm -hmm. incorporate. But then I also want to get to know them on a really personal level. Like, what do they like? What do they like to eat? Um, you know, what are their favorite colors? So 
looking outside of what the event is specifically, like wedding colors and wedding theme and all of those elements are really important. But for me, it's also mm -hmm. like getting to know them and you know what are their favorite movies and what the kind of music do they like? Because we can take all those elements and find ways of integrating them in the full wedding suite because while the wedding design, for example, might be, you know, uh, roses and everything's pink and um, green, in the wedding suite, mm -hmm. for me, I love finding different ways of incorporating uh, other elements that are tied to the overall couple. So maybe they like Moroccan elements in addition to some of the traditional kind of, you know, like whitewashed Greek buildings. So then I'll find a way to incorporate mm -hmm. some Moroccan tiles that they have in their kitchen that they love. But it's a nice way of bringing in yeah. some of those brands, like those elements that mm -hmm. go back to the couple um, so that they can kind of understand those things. And then from that kind of conversation, I like to come back with a proposal. I get to understand what they need mm -hmm. for the wedding specifically. So how many guests are they having? Where are they traveling from? You know, what's their overall budget? And I know it's a tough conversation around budget because you know, they may not mm -hmm. really realize what they're asking for sometimes and where there is possibility. So the, the rough budget mm -hmm. helps me understand so that I'm not going to propose something that's, you know, not really feasible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not going to be as excited. I don't, I never want to present something that someone's like, oh my God, I love this, but it's like so outside of our budget that, you know, now we're disappointed in, in that what could be that element. So for me, it's about having those yeah, conversations. Um, and then from a proposal perspective, um, we usually refine that down. And I, it, it goes a lot of back and forth with the couple. I'm a, I love a lot of hands-on participation, participation with my clients, um, getting to see, mm -hmm. you know, how we're going to adjust wording and touching paper samples in person. And even with couples that are not remote, that are not close to me, um, I like to send yeah. a sample booklet ahead of time of the paper that I'm going to be oh. recommending so they can touch them in person. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I like to recommend a lot of papers that are not always traditional papers. So like there's some really cool silk papers or plastic-like papers. Mm -hmm. uh, vellum is another really gorgeous paper that is that translucency. So it isn't solid, but mm -hmm. a lot of couples haven't always felt it and seen how it behaves. So I'm a really yeah. firm believer, even for the couples that I, well, especially with the couples I work remotely with, um, for them being able to see and touch those things. Cause then we can have a conversation about, you know, this prints this way and this could wrap around this way. Or have you considered this as an envelope material? Because if I were to yeah. tell you, you know, I want to include a silk ribbon with a soft touch paper and a wax seal, you might be like, I have no idea what any of that means, but if you see a sample of that silk ribbon with mm -hmm. that paper, then you're like, wow, my guests, when they're going to get this, yeah. are going to be like super excited because they've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, absolutely. And they say that the invitation sets the tone of a wedding. Do you agree 100%. with that? Um, yeah. it, it's exciting to me when I've been able to uh, hear back from my couples that the guests are like, mm -hmm blown away by the invitations and they're so excited mm -hmm. about the event because they're just like what you were able to do with the invitations from like the couple they're like i can't even imagine mm -hmm. what the event's going to be like and for me that's really Absolutely. exciting to hear because then the guests are you know 
they're going in there with that kind of yeah. sense of joy and curiosity and celebration. That's mm -hmm. really the like the, the pinnacle of what an event is to me. Oh yeah, I love good paper and stationery and packaging. Oh, yeah. I'm just crazy about it. <laughs> I have a whole room basically dedicated to paper. <laughs> oh my god, I need to come one day to see it and touch it all. <laughs> I have been like, uh, another box came in the mail, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> so exciting. I bet you have to touch oh, everything. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very tactile. So for me, I have so many different things because I'm like, even for couples who are more um, traditionally, like they view themselves as a minimalist, so very simple design, you can find really amazing ways of bringing in touch to push that. Yeah. So even if the yeah. invitation is very, um, what is considered simple, so like a very plain font mm -hmm. or just minimal wording, you can do it on an amazing mm -hmm. paper that really elevates the feel. Like there are some fantastic, there's a, a wedding I worked on a, a few years back where we did a black uh, plastic-like paper that had a soft touch. So what it felt like wow. velvet, but it was paper. Um, and yeah. we printed it with white foil. So it was oh. all like pure black and white, but it just felt amazing. And for the guests, it was just like, it was a black tie event. It felt luxurious. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. I'm, again, I'm getting. And absolutely describe yeah. the moment. They knew what they were getting into. They were like, this looks expensive <laughs> and it feels expensive. So we should come expecting that kind of event. Um, and we want to absolutely. be you know, celebrating that kind of event. So they, they come ready for that experience. That's such a great idea to incorporate the different textures and feelings and uh, to, let's say, arouse yeah. the senses of yeah. the guests. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you also um, incorporate smell somehow, like some perfume or scented papers or something it, like uh, that? In the past. So um, one of our specialties is actually mm -hmm. uh, handmade paper flowers. Um, and we've done some box mm -hmm. invitations that when you open them up, um, do have a bit of scent um, so that it kind of trans transposes mm -hmm. the guest in that experience. And you can use things like essential oils. Um, we've also created some signature scents for guests inside of their kind of like welcome packages so that it all kind of starts to transpose in there. Mm -hmm. um, but then I've also worked with uh, food vendors to, to build their custom packaging that can tie into that overall mm -hmm. look and feel. So if they're doing like custom chocolates, um, I'll design the custom box that those chocolates sit in that matches the stationary sweets feel and colors. So then yeah. it's all again, that nod to that full kind of feel and event. Yeah, and the overall yes. brand and identity yeah. of the wedding. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really good idea. So uh, is there one question that almost every client asks you about their wedding in Greece? And what is your answer? So the question I get most often is, you know, how do we get our guests excited about coming to the wedding? Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, there's a really simple answer is you're getting married in Greece. So it's just amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. That's one thing. Um, but to really get guests excited, it's about setting the tone 
and letting them know what they're going to be kind of doing there so that mm -hmm. it's not just I'm going to Greece for a wedding. I get to go to Greece and experience the history of mm -hmm. Greece, the food of Greece, find ways of including more about the food. But like, <laughs> tell them about, you know, traditional Greek wedding traditions and what are you going to be doing mm -hmm. there? Like, is there going to be Greek dancing? Is there going to be, you know, all the things you can do there? But what, what kind of sites can they expect to see as maybe part of the event? But what are the things that are not going to be part of the event, but are around the event? Mm -hmm. So that when there is downtime, what can they do? Um, yeah. The other thing for me is just really kind of showing couples, the, you know, the possibilities of what the event can hold. So just letting their imagination run wild um, mm -hmm. is, is what's really exciting to me. But just like, just getting married in Greece would be enough for me to want to RSVP. So that's just me. Yeah, though. absolutely. <laughs> so the whole trip is uh, exciting enough, I yes, guess. Yeah. And what is your favorite location for a destination wedding in Greece? And why would you recommend that? Um, honestly, there isn't one specific one, but my favorite personally is actually the island where my dad was born mm -hmm. uh it's called Nisiros, mm -hmm. and uh it is just south of course and we were there a few years back and it was like it's just magical because it's a really small island mm -hmm. like literally everyone knows their everyone's name there <laughs> wow. um and the the food's amazing it's got a like a lava rock beach not a sand mm -hmm. beach so it's just mm -hmm. really cool and different but it's just quiet and it's off the grid and yeah, it just has, has so much personal history, but it also just has so much little kind of like, it's got a gorgeous little monastery on the island. So it's got all these little things that you're like, if, if I were to get married in Greece, I would be like, I want to get married on a small island. <laughs> it's got an amazing food and got some really cool like water surrounding it. And so you're like, it's got the trifecta of all those things. <laughs> oh, wow, amazing. Yeah, and to experience the authentic Greece, like as you said, yes. everybody knows each other there and, you know, everybody's going to help out for sure. Um, yes, everyone's basically in the wedding. <laughs> everybody's invited. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah um yeah it is like that here you're right and um i do believe that these smaller islands are more magical because they are um not so tourist orientated yeah. um but uh, a little bit more authentic a little bit more down to earth so yeah if you are a bride or a groom that wants something authentic uh, rustic i don't know uh, raw um yeah. yeah small island is the way to go yeah, and the and... really cool thing is there's actually like micro traditions in some of the islands I find. So yeah. then there's like there's a broader Greek tradition, but depending on the mm -hmm. island, I find that cuisine can be slightly different. And yes. you know, culturally there are some slightly different things that they do. And mm -hmm. you know, it's just really cool being able to experience some of those things in different kind of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Every island has its own specialties and yes. let's say crete is very known for the food or oh, yes. uh yeah and even the food is uh, uh varies from from island oh, yeah. to island yeah yes mm. so you're absolutely right um are you okay if we touch a little bit on the this coronavirus pandemic and oh, yeah. because many brides had to many brides and grooms had to now postpone their weddings or um, even cancel some events and how did this affect uh, like stationery like uh, how did this affect your business and how did this affect all the brides that already printed uh, invitations and 
and all of these stationaries from yeah. before and menus and itineraries and all of these things. Like, are they able to reuse some of them? Uh, do they need to print new ones with the new dates? Uh, or how, what, how did you deal with this situation? Yeah, I mean, it's been a big impact on the, yeah. on the business. Um, I actually just had a couple reschedule their wedding that was supposed to be this year, which got moved to next year. And now they've moved it to 2022. But, you know, there, there are different ways we've kind of handled it. So for couples mm -hmm. whose invitations have gone out, mm -hmm. um, when they have rescheduled it and we feel like it's going to be safe, we've just kind of postponed the reprinting of those invitations mm -hmm. uh, to a kind of a future date. Um, and for me, I'm working with the couples. They're not paying full price to reprint those. We're working on mm. uh, those kind of things at cost because they were printed. So it is an additional cost. But I'm mm -hmm. doing as much as I can to help my couples out. Absolutely. For couples yeah. that um, had sent save the dates but not invitations, we're just mm -hmm. we're sending a save the new date, um, <laughs> which are being reprinted at like I'm covering those for free because it's not oh. a big kind of thing in there where I can help couples out. Um, mm -hmm. And for day of, thankfully, my weddings were postponed before we got to printing a lot of the day of stuff. So oh, yeah. um, thankfully, those kind of things just got push, pushed back until we're ready mm -hmm. to kind of make a decision. Um, mm -hmm. For the couples who paid the deposits, obviously, those things are just being held until they're ready to kind of move forward mm -hmm. with them. Um, but even when things have changed, so if their guest counts have changed, the money they have with me, I'm able to use for things like thank you cards. Yeah. or uh, other elements in there that'll kind of carry through their wedding day. Um, I've been really trying to be as flexible as possible for couples as they're kind mm -hmm. of planning things. Uh, and I like to try and leave as much time until plans are fully solidified, kind of moving forward mm -hmm. with couples who are booking for next year, depending where they are in the world and where travel restrictions might be. Uh, mm -hmm. My recommendation to them is, you know, let's play it by ear. We can start the design process, no problem, but yeah. You know, the remainder of your your payments won't be due until we're ready to print. I won't have mm -hmm. them pay everything up front because they don't have to pay for the paper that needs to be ordered if they're not going to mm -hmm. have their invitations be mailed for nine months. Um, mm -hmm. So it's for us, it's just about having kind of open and honest conversations about what's what's in flux, what's changing, yeah. what are they kind of heart, what are their hearts set on. Um, design is something we can obviously keep working through. And I encourage couples to work mm -hmm. through that because mm -hmm. saving it to the last minute means you're either going to be paying rush fees or you're not going to get exactly what you wanted. So mm -hmm. it's making sure that we're having those conversations, um, even if the wedding might be a year and a half, two years away. But if you know that you're going to want to do some really kind of elaborate or, or um, luxurious or multi-day things that requires more time and more planning all across the board so uh, being able to just start those conversations now is something that i'm encouraging all of my couples to do yeah you're so right and so nice of you that you're trying to help out wherever possible because many uh couples had you know had to say goodbye to their dates and to their wedding plans and they're just devastated and uh, many also lost a lot of money with deposits and i know it's um, it's it's hard for all of us yeah. so that's where i'm like absolutely yeah i'm like i get where you're coming from because yeah. i've lost things i've lost business i've lost okay. clients and i'm like i get where you're coming from too because maybe you don't have 
uh, employment right now because you're in between like, layoffs yeah. or you're furloughed or all those kind of things. So, yeah. you know, we're all humans. You just have to be transparent mm -hmm. with me and I will be as mm -hmm. transparent with you as I possibly can. Like, uh, and we can yeah. work together on coming up with a plan that works for everyone. Absolutely. And what do you suggest to some brides that are facing um, new lockdowns? Like now in Greece, currently, at uh, the time of this recording, we have a second wave of a lockdown. And uh, obviously not so many events are happening now, but many have already been postponed, like some bigger, mm -hmm. um, bigger, how do you call them, uh, fairs and bigger events have been postponed. And what do you suggest if this happens also next year? Because many, many brides and grooms have postponed their weddings to 2021. Yes. And we don't know what will yeah, happen. We have no <laughs> Hopefully all will be well and the season will be open. But uh, for now, we don't know. So yeah. what is your question? For, for me with couples who may have to postpone again, um, mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot to kind of keep in touch with my couples to to see how they're feeling and also understanding, you know, what restrictions might be in the place that they're going to be traveling to um, so mm -hmm. that we can try and make a decision earlier on um, so that we don't mm -hmm. get to two months before the wedding and we have to pull a plug. Hopefully we can make that like push it out again or, you know, change mm -hmm. the guest list or things like that. Hopefully mm -hmm. we're able to make decisions a little bit earlier. But again, it's making sure for me that the whole vendor team is aware of decisions that the couple's making um, mm -hmm. and allowing us to kind of uh, give our guidance where we can. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because we see a lot of the, we see this a lot more often than the couple who's planning one wedding. Like, yeah, absolutely. A, a planner might be working on, you know, 10 weddings a month, or their team might be working mm -hmm. on that. Or as a stationer, sometimes I'm working on 20 or 30 events a month. So, yeah. I, I see a lot more wording and movement. So I may be able to give some guidance and, you know, when to send out something, depending on the location mm -hmm. you're going to, just based on what I'm seeing. Or I have a community I can tap into of other stationers mm -hmm. that have some, that have definitely worked in that space. So mm -hmm. there are, are, you know, resources we can tap into as, as kind of wedding vendors that we can give some guidance on. Um, yeah, I mean it's frustrating if everyone has separate phone again, but again, it's mm -hmm. it is what it is, and in yeah. some way, it's it's ahead of our control. Um, and I believe that every wedding is a, a different, has a different case and has different scenario. Like there were even some weddings, destination weddings, now this year that happened that went ahead, like in the summer. Um, there were plenty of couples that decided to go ahead just uh, maybe with less uh, right. guests or, you know, some adjustments, of course, were made. Um, but uh, every every couple is different and every wedding uh, yes. is uh, different. So, yeah, so you know, each bride or groom has to decide uh, what is more important to them. And as you said, speak to their vendors uh, about their case and what they were planning to do. And the vendors can definitely help, as you said, with the community and more experience they know more what's yeah. going on so yeah so that's a really good advice um and uh can you tell us a bit more what you're currently working on uh if you have some projects in place yeah i mean we've got some some really amazing weddings for next year that we're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. this year <laughs> yeah um where we're doing just some really cool um really cool things and I'm just excited about them and for the couples 
um, for one of my couples, we actually printed custom tarot cards. Um, oh, wow. that's uh, amazing. Yeah, it was really cool um, getting to make a custom deck of cards uh, that went out to the guests in their package. So it was branded to their event, but also like had nods of like the, the bride is really into like the 70s. Um, no. So it's got like a really cool vintagey feel to everything um, mm -hmm. without feeling cheesy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's such an amazing idea. Like some small gifts like that that are completely different and out of the box. Yeah. And, you know, they're, that they're not like incredibly costly either, but it's something that your yeah. guests can get as that keepsake. But it yeah, has meaning to the couple, but it's just, you know, something that they would have only ever gotten at that event. Yeah, that's a, such a nice idea. Do you have uh, some other ideas like this to, to offer to the brides? Uh, yeah, I mean, gifting is such a huge uh, opportunity mm -hmm. when it comes to branding. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I've done uh, some really cool uh, laser engraved keepsakes on metal that essentially acted mm -hmm. as a, a, a name card that someone could take to work and have on their desk. So it's something that's like super personalized that they would never get anywhere else. Um, but then again, mm -hmm. working with the um, the food vendor, so caterers, we've come up with mm -hmm. some amazing kind of like chocolates and uh, custom lollipops and things like that that have mm -hmm. our branding on them. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, some other things we've done are kind of custom journals. So I've had some couples who are like obsessed with paper and are like, mm -hmm. um, you know, key like notepads they want to give their guests that have the couple's mm -hmm. name on it or just little things like that, custom sticky notes. Like, oh man, I could go crazy with some of those things. Oh, wow, but, that's amazing. But they're just things that like the couple loves those things. And when they get mm -hmm. get them, it's just something else that can remind them of that, but it's just something they would have mm -hmm. never seen before. So for me, when I work with a couple, they may not really realize a lot of those things are available to them or even what's possible. Absolutely, yeah. So just, yeah those are the things that I love getting out of those conversations to be like, well, we want to do a cool gift. And then I can be mm -hmm. like, cool. What does that actually mean? And how much money do we have to play with? And what do we actually want to do? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, some people will do, um, I worked on a wedding in, um, in Italy actually, and we did uh, custom olive oil and balsamic. Um, mm -hmm. So I did custom, uh, stickers for the bottles and mm -hmm. hang tags and the custom packaging for all of them. Mm -hmm. So they got the, 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 you know, the oil and balsamic vinegar mm -hmm. in the destination, but I did all the packaging for it. So it was really cool to be able to like handle all those things mm -hmm. because it became something that again was really personal to the couple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I also believe for uh, all the couples that, you know, if you're already planning to give gifts or favors or whatever, to give some thoughts to it and, yeah. you know, to put some some ideas out there that, uh, you know, haven't been seen before or that are just super personal, yeah. as you said before, and that they can't get anywhere else and that they will be able to keep it and cherish it. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And uh, for the last question... Uh, what advice would you give to all couples who want to get married in Greece? Um, there's two things I would definitely call out. One is to make sure that when you're planning the events um, that you either account for extra time or encourage your guests to add time before or after. 
to really be able to explore mm -hmm. the history and culture of Greece. It's immense mm -hmm. and there's so much history. Um, and for you as the couple planning the event to be able to give that good primer to educate your guests as to mm -hmm. what's available around the location you're going. Um, so that, you know, if you are going to a small island, it's not near the Acropolis, so they probably shouldn't account for that, yeah. that part of it, to be <laughs> able to account for that travel around there. Um, and then the other thing is to make sure that you are giving your guests a heads up around traveling around Greece. So mm -hmm. to, to account for timing with, you know, ferries and transports and taxis mm -hmm. um, so that guests get that kind of picture in being able to plan those things mm -hmm. so that they're not in North America where we can hop on a train and it's available every hour. As we kind of mentioned, there might mm -hmm. be a ferry that goes out twice mm -hmm. a week. <laughs> you, you need to account Absolutely. for those you're things. So, right. so, yeah, you're so, right. so if, if you know that, then give that schedule to the guests to be like, FYI, mm -hmm. travel is twice a week. Here are the times. Make sure you book your flights according to that schedule. Mm -hmm, so that they're mm -hmm. not booking it and then realizing they have to adjust flights or you know figuring things out at the last minute because they didn't understand all the different nuances that need to happen so the more transparency you can give your guests the better <laughs> that's amazing advice you're, you're totally right yeah um we usually don't think of these things because we're here in Greece yeah. and, you know and for instance if there's a planner that lives here you know, might not think of these things to give this advice to the brides. But uh, yeah, for somebody that comes from abroad, uh, as you said, these things are very important to uh, book flights and transportation ahead of time. So that's a very good point. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, so they can find me on our website at uh, agooddayinc.com, I-N-C. Uh, and then our, our handle on Facebook, interest, pin, <laughs> Instagram, and Pinterest are a good day ink as well. Okay, that's amazing. Uh, well, it was lovely chatting with you, and I learned so much about stationery and all of the little gifts and tricks and things that um, I didn't think of it before. And uh, uh, so, thank you very much for this conversation, and uh, I hope it will come handy to all the future brides and grooms that want to get married in Greece. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Um, honestly, it's been such a pleasure. And going back in memory lane and talking about all my Greek weddings, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing to kind of to talk about these things again. That's great. This episode is sponsored by Submit My Wedding. Submit My Wedding is the first resource for engaged couples and newlyweds that walks them through the real wedding submission process. Submit My Wedding is the creation of wedding publicists OFD Consulting who have submitted hundreds of real weddings to blogs and publications in the last decade. As a bonus, customers who purchase the Real Wedding Submission Bundle will be invited to ongoing office hours with the OFD publicity team. Thanks for listening to LWED Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to LWED Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. 
Head over to elva.com slash podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com slash magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwed.